Hey, you guys. I'm Rebecca. I'm Lily. And this is Just Ghoulie Things. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things podcast. We're your hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? I never ask you, how was your week? My week was interesting. Interesting? Yeah. Anything crazy go on? Uh, well, actually, after I left um, recording last week, mm-hmm. I got a flat tire. Nice. And I'm not familiar with Rebecca's area. <laughs> so I I get in the car. I'm like, shit, what am I supposed to do? So I pull, I, I'm on like the main road. Uh-huh. And I just see like a little mechanic and I pull in and I just go to the woman at the desk. I said, I don't know where I am and I don't know what to do, but I have a flat tire and I need help. (laughs) So uh, that went down. Uh, Nice. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. What about you? (sighs) Did anything really happen this week? No. No, not really. Nothing interesting. We've just been, we've actually just been really busy working on getting this podcast up and running, and now it's official that we are now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. It was crazy. When we received the email that we got accepted to Apple Podcasts, we were like freaking out. We were trying so hard to get our podcast accepted on there, and it's finally happened, so... Thank you to everyone that's been listening and, you know, asking about the podcast, where they can listen to it. So if you guys have the iPhone, you can listen to it on Apple Podcast. If you have an Android, you can listen to it on Google Play. Um, so, again, thank you guys so much for sticking in there, and, you know, <laughs> while we've been trying to sort everything out. But it's been yeah. so cool. Now we could say we're on iTunes. I like know, a- right? I Snapchat a bunch of people. I was like, um, your girl's podcast we're is on iTunes. practically famous. <laughs> yeah. We're practically famous. I would say no pictures, but we're already a podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> Worst oh, yeah. joke award goes to me, <laughs> as usual. We have a lot of shitty jokes on this show, but that's why you guys listen to us. So that's cool. Also... Thank you guys so much. We've already been getting a really good amount of of stories sent yeah. to us through the Just Ghoulie Things podcast at gmail.com. And again, I call Rebecca while she's driving and I read her the <laughs> stories. I'm always on the road. Like, I don't think I actually live in a house. I think I just <laughs> I just stay in my car. Yeah. Pretty much. Because every that. time you call me or I call you, I'm like, sorry, can't read <laughs> yeah. the email. Please read it to me exactly. because I'm driving. Yeah. You're but, driving. Um, I'm almost always at work. Always. Seriously. Someone, so I work six nights a week, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the customers was regular. I'm like, oh, you're still here? And he was like, you're still, do you ever leave? <laughs> and I was like, no, I just tuck myself into a booth and yeah. just sleep. You're and like, like no. <laughs> Starts laughing and slowly Monogra. progresses into a cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, um, what's the thing? Are you going to miss your mom? Yeah. And he starts crying. That's me. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, do you want to get to... Uh, so, uh, this episode, we're doing haunted dolls. Yes. Because what's more scarier than a more baby doll? Scarier. More scary. <laughs> my Ramapo College education at its finest. <laughs> I was a business degree. It wasn't an English degree. It's okay. You're pretty. Is that, got, you have that going for you. <laughs> All else fails. At least this face is going to hold me just, for another yeah. 10, 15 years. Yeah, just flash a smile. Just- you're good to go. <laughs> I need less sun exposure. (laughs) The curtains are actually closed right now before we started. (laughs) Rebecca was just like, Rebecca don't like sunshine. (laughs) I actually did say that. (laughs) She did. It was like Dracula or sunshine. It's one of those things that like I meant to say in my head and then it came out (laughs) and I was like, this is really scary, but it's Lily, so she doesn't even care. Like, Yeah, I just kind of shrugged. I didn't even say anything. I was like, yeah, I feel that. (laughs) And then before we started, I dropped. So my boyfriend likes to give our cat almond milk because we don't we don't drink milk in this house. And we were starting to get our cat to like, I guess, become vegan or something. I don't know. And, and so he leaves the dish and like overfills it with almond milk. So when I pick it up, it starts flowing all over the floor. She I go dropped to, milk everywhere. everywhere. Like none of it actually got into the sink. So, so that was uh, my day so far. Yeah. So I guess it was pretty eventful. Yeah. Just today you know alone. What? Yeah. So anyway, let's get let's get to why <laughs> right. we're actually right, right, recording right. this podcast. Haunted dolls. Yeah. So I think we should start out by saying um kind of like in memory of Lorraine Warren. Yes, rest in peace. Yes. Um 
we decided, you know what? What better doll than Annabelle? Yes. So we take are it starting away, with Rebecca. That. Yes. All right. Let me pull up my notes here. No notebook ASMR today. Sorry. Sorry. Everything's digital. I have a couple little pages. There you go. So satisfying. <laughs> All right. So to many people know the haunted Annabelle from the 2014 film Annabelle Creation, which was a prequel to the movie series The Conjuring, which was based on the investigators <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren, rest in peace. Um, and it's you know what's interesting is The Conjuring and Insidious, which were both Blumhouse production films, mm-hmm. they were what made me want to get into acting and doing really? horror films. They're my two favorite horror films of all time. Like, you know, The Exorcist and uh, The Poltergeist. Those yeah. are classic horror films. They're like modern day classics. But yeah, yeah, these films are the only films that have actually made me jump out of my seat. Yeah. Like, I don't get scared easily. Yeah. And these Can't these relate, films, but... So, <laughs> so these films actually freaked me out and I've loved it. And actually, the guy that plays Ed Warren in the movies lives in Montclair. Yeah. So I've seen him around town. A friend of mine uh, pours him his morning coffee. No way. Sometimes, yeah. He posted on Facebook. He was like... That's so cool. Like, and I mean, yeah. So, and I love those films and the fact that he like lives there where I work. It's like pretty cool. So anyway, although the movie Annabelle looks like it's an evil ventriloquist dummy, the real Annabelle was actually a raggedy Ann doll with the button eyes and the red hairs. Many of you guys know it's like an old time... Uh, character, Raggedy Ann doll. But um, the reason why in the movie they change its appearance is for copyright reasons. Like, obviously, the people that own Raggedy Ann are going to be like, okay, like, you can make us into an evil spirited doll. That's yeah. fine. And also, um, the the doll that they used for the movie was pretty fucking scary. So yeah. I, think, I think it got its point across. And actually, I was looking up Annabelle, because I didn't know until doing my research that Annabelle was the Raggedy Ann doll. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was real. And I looked at it, and my mom has the same exact one that she's had since childhood. Mm. And I remember growing up, it was in her bedroom, and she'd have it on a rocking chair. And it always freaked me out. And I was like, Mom, get rid of this thing. It was like old. And she's like, No, this reminds me of my childhood. I'm like, Mm. I wouldn't want to remember that. Childhood. Yeah, I told her I'm like the day you go, I'm throwing that shit out. Like yeah. I don't want that anywhere near me. She's like Rebecca. I'm like sorry, like not sorry. <laughs> sorry Debbie Debrubs. <laughs> sorry Deb Debrubs, not happening. So Lorraine Warren once made a comment about the doll, saying looks are deceiving. It's not what the doll looks like that makes it scary. It's what's been infused within the doll. Evil. So it's what it is inside that counts. Yeah. True beauty and horror. <laughs> All relative. Yeah. So the story of Annabelle begins in 1970 when a mother named Donna bought her daughter Angie the doll from a hobby shop as a nursing graduation present, which I think, I don't know, if I graduated college with a nursing degree, I don't want a doll as a gift. I don't want money. I'm broke at this point. True. I mean, it's possible that like maybe she always wanted one and she was like, mm, you're an adult. It's late, but he, or you know what I mean? Or she saw it and was like, that's cute. And her mom was like, here. But They're, yeah, that's... Okay, wait. Have you ever heard of the store Amazing Savings? I love Amazing okay, Savings. Okay, so you know how there's like a section that there's like dolls? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Old yeah, yeah, porcelain yeah. dolls. So there's this really ugly one <laughs> and it's called the Debbie doll. And so my mom, every time I'd pass by when I was little, I was always scared of it. My mom's like, Rebecca, like you better be nice to me because one of these holidays, you may be getting that as a gift. And... For probably a solid five years, I dreaded every holiday because I was so scared <laughs> I was gonna get that Debbie doll. Oh, so yeah. Savings. So I've never, yeah, I've never, I've never liked dolls. So that yeah. was the main reason why. Okay. Anyway, uh, weird things began to happen as soon as they brought it home. Like the doll began levitating. The doll was moving into different rooms with no explanation, and also there were notes written on parchment paper that began to appear in the apartment that included messages like "Help us" and "Help Lou," which was super weird because the letter that was written was written in the child's handwriting, and they had no parchment paper in the house. They didn't use parchment paper, so Ooh. yeah. So at that point, they decided it'd be right to bring a medium in, and this medium had sensed that there was a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins who died on the property where the complex uh, stood. So she had died before they'd built this. So this must have been a long, long time ago. 
but she said that she gravitated to Donna and Angie because they seemed really nice and she was lonely. So after hearing that, Donna, with her like maternal instinct, decided to just let things be, let her chill. You know, she wasn't really doing anything scary. It was just yeah. creepy for them. Soon after, it became obvious that Annabelle had other plans. And one night when a family friend named Lou was sleeping over, he had a horrible nightmare and awoke finding it very hard for him to breathe. He looked down at his feet at the foot of the bed and saw Annabelle and her quickly running up his leg and began choking him (laughs) till he blacked out. When he woke up again, he woke up in complete shock of what had happened. That is horrible. Like, could you picture, like, you're, like, in the middle of the night and, like, you see this thing, like, creeping up like a spider on... I pictured it. I pictured it. I pictured it. All right. So then a few days later, Lou and Angie were planning a road trip in the apartment when they heard odd noises coming from the bedroom. Lou went to investigate and saw Annabelle on the floor. looked like she was like pushed over or something like that. Mm -hmm. So when he turned around, he had sensed that there was someone behind him, saw there was no one there, and then turned back around to Annabelle and then felt a real sharp pain in his chest. He soon realized he began to bleed and saw seven claw marks, three that were vertical and four that were horizontal lines, burning on his chest. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. I'm she sorry, just doesn't like, like Lou. I just think she doesn't like boys. What the hell did Lou do to her? I'm sorry. I, I just, I know I make weird noises when I get uncomfortable, but like that's, I feel like there's going to be a super cut of me. Like, you know how they do that? Like yeah. Jeffree Star being iconic. It's going to be like Lily making weird noises for 10 minutes straight. I know you guys don't hear this on like the microphone, but like my butthole clenches when I Stop hear who it is. I used to hear people say, they were like, my butthole just puckered. <laughs> puckered. That's such a, I hate that word. I regret you use the word puckered. That's like as worse as moist. As ah! Okay. All right. It was, that was really loud. It was at this point, Donna and Angie called the church for help. They were then directed to the famous Ed and Lorraine Warren, who came in and realized that the doll itself wasn't possessed, but the spirit was using that as a way to get the people's attention. And the evil spirit's overall goal was to have a human host. So clearly very demonic. And after some prayers, the Warrens decided to take the doll from the house, you know, highly suggested by Donna and Angie. And on the way home, Ed's car began to act up, losing control on the curvy roads, was stopping, brakes weren't working, and almost got into huge accidents. It stopped once Ed threw some holy water into the backseat, and then everything kind of ceased for a while. Mm-hmm. So for the next couple of days, the Warrens had Annabelle on a chair in their house, and they saw it levitate and move, but it wasn't until Father Jason Bradford disrespected the doll, saying it was just a doll, wasn't anything to it, and then got into a near-fatal car accident as soon as he had left their house. And they realized they needed to lock it up for good. So they got a glass case and did some ritualistic prayers so to like allow the doll not to be able to escape the glass case. And Annabelle is now located as the centerpiece at the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. I, you know, I really want to go to this museum now. I'm down for a road trip. I feel like Monroe, Connecticut's probably not too far from it us, be right? Too bad. I feel like that'd be so fun Let's to do the day trip. Do it. Yeah. I'm so down. All right, guys. So stay tuned for that because we are going to be visiting any, the Warren's Occult Museum. Any sponsors want to give us gas money? To gas, <laughs> gas money. Venmo us. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a ghoulie girls Venmo. <laughs> we're desperate. <laughs> And one time, um, there was actually a man and his girlfriend who came to the museum and were tapping on the glass and making fun of Annabelle until Ed told them to leave. And as soon as they left, not too long after, they got into a head-on collision on their motorcycle driving home from the museum after they had taunted Annabelle. Hmm. So clearly, clearly, it's only when like you piss her off that she goes off. So just don't bother her. Go to the museum. Don't be an asshole. Smile and wave. Smile and wave, boys. Just smile, smile and wave. <laughs> I want to be one of those penguins. The penguins are psycho. <laughs> I love when he's like, when he goes, you didn't see <laughs> yeah, anything did. with his hands and he crawls back in the hole. Like, that's me. That's literally me. Okay. That's me when, like, family comes over and, like, I don't want to talk to them. So, like, I go get food in their fridge and then go back to my room and I'm like, you didn't, you didn't see, see anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Lily, what is your doll okay. story? So, I have Robert the Doll, which is also a popular one. There's, I think, I mean, there might be a movie about him, but it's not as, you know, Famous. it's not a blockbuster like yours was. Yeah. R.I.P. Blockbuster, too, by the way, the story. Oh, God, yes. 
I had to explain that to one of my little cousins. What Blockbuster was? Yeah, I explained it. And, and he was like, oh, like, I get what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, so like the DVD section. And I was like, in the oh. store. And I'm like, kind of, but you had to bring them back. You know, and it wasn't like a completely foreign idea, but it was like, you know. That's like, so sad. I mean, he was he had never been to a Blockbuster because he was like a kid. Yeah. And if he did go, he just wouldn't remember it. All right. Anyways. Some one of my clients didn't know what AIM was. So let's just put that out there. No, he didn't know what BBM or AIM was. Get this. Get this. Oh, God. There's so more. I had to explain to, um, and my, so I have cousins are almost all younger than me, except for my older ones. <laughs> That's a that, yeah. Logic. Anyways, so, no, so I have uh, more younger cousins than older cousins, and just ghouly things was a play on words from just girly things. Mm-hmm. If the, you guys didn't figure that out already. Yeah, yeah. The Tumblr trend. And I had to explain that. I was like, just ghouly things, get in. And they're like, what? And I'm like, well, just girly things, like 2012 trend. And I'm like, oh, they were like, they weren't even they were born. Like two, yeah. <laughs> Like, oh shit, like you were two years old. Like, <laughs> but just like, do you remember like picnics at the park? Just girly things. Oh, Haunted God. dolls, just, just ghouly things. things. <laughs> we really are so obnoxious. We are going on so many tangents in this episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone that has to listen to us. All right. So, Robert the doll. So, in 1904, uh, a little boy named Robert Eugene Otto, who just won his gene, so we'll refer to him as Gene, um, received it. Um, there's two different stories of okay. how he received it. Uh, what most people like to say that it was a mate of the families who was like of, you know, like voodoo culture or something, and okay. like she got mad, so she like cursed and then gave it to him. Another one is that like 19, you know, back in 1904, like his uncle. Um, his grandfather brought it back from Germany. So, you know, and just like uh, to describe the appearance, he's like a beige, like kind of fabric doll, like the size of a small child, I think, like mm-hmm. from what I can tell. And he's in a little sailor suit that was allegedly Robert's when he was a kid or Jean's when he was a kid. Ooh. So it's like in his baby clothes and he has like a weird dog on his lap with like weird eyes. I actually used to do that with my dolls though. So I can't even say that's weird. But now that I'm hearing that, it does sound weird because it's like, that's like human clothes going on to a doll. Yeah, it's all fun and games when you play dress up with a doll until you start referring to yourself as the doll, which is what he did. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> so, um, let me get my ASMR. So, no, apparently he would like speak as if he was real. And people, some of the claims were um, that he can move, he can make faces, and like he giggles. Um, but uh, Jean would speak about the doll like you, like they would hear footsteps. They'd be like, you know, what was that? Or a mess would be made. He'd be like, oh, uh, you know, uh, Robert did it. Like, so as a matter of fact. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I had an... Do you have an imaginary friend when you were a kid? Um, I probably did when I was little. Okay. I had one named Sticky. Oh, you remember? Yeah. I, oh, I vividly remembered Sticky. And um, she owned a diner. And she had a brother named Flippy who was in the circus. <laughs> and my room to this day is always a mess. And my mom would be like, Lily, why is your room a mess? And I'd be like, Sticky did it. So like, I can kind of see the imaginary friend. But in addition to dressing him in your clothes and also referring to himself as Robert the doll. Yeah. So he would like try to take on his personality. That sounds like my strange addictions. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so he was, so, and he would... He would bring this doll places. He would carry the doll around. Anyway, how old was he? Um, it doesn't say his exact age, but it says he was young. Ooh. Um, just a second. Okay, so um, at first, also, like, his parents didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He'd be like, oh, you know, Robert did it, Robert did it. But after a while, like, you know, stuff would begin to happen. They're like, okay, like, this is kind of suspicious. Um... So it says, once a plumber who had been hired to make repairs around the Otto's home claimed to hear children's laughter, though Gene was not home at the time. When he looked around the room, he noticed that Robert the doll had moved from one side of it to the other, seemingly on his own. Mm. Yeah. Um, So apparently also people who would visit the doll... um, Sorry. So apparently people who would visit the doll 
experienced, and this is a quote, job loss, divorce, and a cornucopia of Cornucopia? Happy late Thanksgiving, everyone. Cornucopia (laughs) of misfortunes. What a word. Yeah, right? So, um, yeah. So that's kind of the uh, story, but um, what happened after... He was like he went away to school to study art, and it stayed in the house. So in 1974, um, it was given the house, the whole estate was given to new owners. Okay. So part of it was Robert the doll was up in the attic, and the little daughter found it, and she's like, "Oh, cool! Like this old doll." Um, but like almost immediately after, like she would like you know like start like you know like playing with him or whatever. Like, weird stuff began to happen. Apparently, like, she would claim that he was alive and, like, he wanted to hurt her. That he wanted to hurt her? Yeah. Okay. Um, and she said she, like, heard him move at night. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, now it's, um, it's at a museum in Key West still. Um, but there's a lot of claims. So, um, apparently, you know, people go to visit him or meet him and... They um, experience, well, the cornucopia of misfortunes, but, you know, it's stuff like, you know, car accidents and broken, but like, it's not like, oh, you know, I fell down the stairs on the way out, even though that's probably happened, but like, no. So like, it's as soon as happens. they meet him? Yeah, they meet him and then shit goes down. That's crazy. And yeah, so apparently. Are they doing anything to disrespect him or? Well, that's the thing. So um, that's where um, I was going to go to people write him letters. Oh, because wow. apparently they think it's disrespectful. Um, but, I mean, there are a bunch of letters, but here's um, a couple that I found. Uh, it said, You certainly made a believer out of me. My girlfriend and I visited you on the morning of Monday, March 2nd, 2009. When we passed by you, I made the comment that you were creepy and stated that I was not superstitious about old stories like yours. That very night, I lost my wallet containing $240 cash, both my girlfriend's and my driver's licenses, as well as ATM cards. Um, Trying to fly out the next day without our photo IDs was next to impossible. (sighs) Shouldn't have have pissed him off. Yeah, so there's um, a lot of, they get a lot of- You pickpocketed him. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And this doll old as hell. So two hundred forty dollars, like a thousand. Do you right? know how many sailor suits he could buy with that? <laughs> Guys, Rebecca's laughing so hard right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's. Rebecca's just like that wasn't even that, that funny, but it was funny. <laughs> Because I'm just thinking, like, I could just picture him, like, in a store and, like, all these sailor suits lined up, like, little sailor yes. suits. And, he, like, his eyes are just lit up, like, oh, my God. Do you remember Corduroy the Bear? Yes. Like that. Like, he pulls some corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, he's cute. So, I have two more letters. So, this next letter that I have is really long. Like, the guy, there's a lot of spelling errors. Um, so, I'm just going to just do a brief recap for you. So, this guy writes to Robert saying that uh, he says, I, unlike my friends, have total respect for you. So apparently last fall he questioned Robert's powers and then he missed his flight from Miami and then nearly missed an important court date. What were you doing, Chris? <laughs> what did you he tried to steal, Robert. Yeah. Um, so he tells his friends and they're like oh I you know this doll might not even be real they didn't even believe it you know much less the powers of revenge the next day one of them got a flat tire the other ones got stuck on traffic on interstate 90 um so uh he says you know maybe now they'll you know stop mocking you um you know, in the meantime, let me just say I appreciate you know your attention to the citizens of Key West and all that stuff so, so pretty much just kissing Robert's ass. Yeah, pretty much. His old, His porcelain old ass. ass. His porcelain ass. He's a felt doll. Oh, he's felt. Doll. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Felt ass. <laughs> um, all right. This one is kind of weird. And this one is very... So Robert the doll seems to have a personality, and it seems like he rubbed off on the kid, the okay. first kid. Um, you know, like his personality kind of rubbed... So um, what I have is uh, this one is from a kid named Jimmy. 
and it says, you are an inspiration. You are my hero. I have created my own Robert the doll, and he watches TV with me in my chair at night. My wife and children do not understand me. My Robert the doll is the only one who listens. I don't know what I would do without Robert the doll. Your friend, Jimmy. Yeah, someone should find out that return address and uh, (laughs) check up on my friend Jimmy there because that doesn't sound all right. Yeah, and it seems like this doll like really could like suck people in. So maybe he visited him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was creepy. uh, Yeah, we're going out with a bang with that one. Also, guys, just so you guys know, all the dolls that we're talking about, we'll post pictures of, of what course. these dolls look yeah, like yeah. so you guys have an idea of what we're talking about because these dolls are really creepy looking. Oh, yeah. Robert is definitely... Robert? Yeah. Have you seen a picture of Robert? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you showed me before. And yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so is that the end of Robert um, the doll for now or do you have any more information on him? That- um, that's honestly pretty much it. I have, That's all I need to know. Yeah, right? <laughs> the, yeah, the, the last letter. I was reading these, and I was like, and some of them were just sweet letters, like, oh, it was nice to meet you, and other ones are like, I want to meet you. Mm-hmm. And then, but this one, I made my own Robert the Doll and everything. It's like, listen, I'm a weirdo, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, it's just, if the doll wasn't supposed to be haunted, it would be sweet. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, holy shit, like, Robert the Doll got a hold of Jimmy. <laughs> we need to write our own letter to him. I think we should. We'll do it later. Because we're talking about him, so maybe he knows we're talking about him, and I don't want him thinking we're disrespecting him. Well, we were talking about him earlier, and your Google went off. Remember yes. That? Oh, my, we were talking about him, and then I only have my um, I only have my Google Home set for when I say, hey, you know, G-O-O-G-L-E. I don't want to say it so it goes off. Because now it's going to go off, yeah. But we were talking, and we were talking about... Robert, and then we ended the conversation, and my Google just goes, okay. It was so creepy, and my my Google has never done that before. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, sit, I, I like dart my eyes over to Rebecca. I'm like, what's that? She's like, I don't know. And then also my emails that I sent to her with like my pages that I'm reading off the screen now, I sent to her, they didn't go through, and then we were talking about them, and I think this was like after the Google. Yeah, right? it was right she, after. She was like, did you get, you know, I didn't get the emails with your you know, articles or whatever, and, like, then they went through right then. As soon as we said it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm looking for, like, the Robert email, and then pop. Yeah, okay, we definitely need to start. We love like you, quill. Robert. We need with, like, a little, like, quill pen. Here. Um, Some ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. Okay. Robert and Rebecca and Lily for... Ever love just schooly things. Heart. Oh, we need a picture of this. <laughs> we need a picture of this. Why is this not focusing? I don't know, but that heart's shaped like a gourd. <laughs> kind of looks like. Why does it look like Cardi B's butt? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing you think of. It looks like Cardi B's. Oh, butt. I thought it looked like a butt, and then I thought of someone with the with an odd butt. I love Cardi B though. Cardi B has an odd butt. No, it's just large. (laughs) (laughs) It's the butt I aspire to have. Okay. Yeah. Off of Cardi B's butt, on to my next doll story. So next, I'm going to be talking about Ruby the Haunted Doll. So Ruby had been given to the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult by a good friend, Megan, who had the doll hidden away in an old attic stuffed in a cardboard box with some board games and books. Um, And Megan had said that the doll had been a strange point of contention among her family members for decades because she said that this doll was haunted and um, it had really complicated and uncomfortable history in the family and dealing with the haunting wasn't as simple as just calling a priest or burying the object. Mm -hmm. So Ruby had become a a family heirloom for a handful of generations. It's a very old doll, like probably early 1900s. And um, as the years wore on, Megan's family had become less and less welcoming of having Ruby as a house guest. And, you know, one look at her, and it's kind of easy to understand why <laughs> you may not want to put her on display in the house. She's, you know, old and cracked up yeah, and I saw stained, pic- uh, stained clothing and stuff. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't smash. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wait, that uh, what, what, what? You know what? No. 
<laughs> okay, we're still keeping that in there. Oh, uh, but- <laughs> God. My parents listen to this. <laughs> Love you guys. Shout out. Shout out to Mike and Amy. All right. So according to the family, the well-worn heirloom came with all the usual features of a creepy haunted doll. It moved around the room seemingly on its own accord, produced strange sounds, and generally terrified and disgusted anyone with the slightest belief in the supernatural. Ruby, though, had another unique ability. She seemed to make anyone in her immediate vicinity feel ill. Um, It said that... She had a knack for causing headaches, allergies, exhaustion, and most commonly, overwhelming nausea. So as it turns out, Ruby had once belonged to a very distant member of Megan's family. Mm -hmm. It was a very little um, ill girl who died when she was quite young. And apparently, the story goes that the girl died while holding Ruby in her arms. So they may think that her long dead relative is in the doll. Okay. So, you know, it's like a sad story. So, you know kind of uh you know unfortunate yeah it makes sense it makes sense though so interesting enough most who have met ruby on this tour have walked away not feeling headaches or nausea or onset of chronic illness like megan's family had said they felt Mm -hmm. instead though um they have a very unusual response and it's something that not you never really hear about this with haunted dolls Mm -hmm. but people that come into the presence of Ruby, the haunted doll, actually hold her in a way um, as if you would hold a real child. They start taking on these maternal feelings that they didn't know they had. So they'd begin like rocking her back and forth and treating her as if she were a little baby. Um, And a number of them actually breaking down into tears due to the affection for her. So it was, so you know, it's not like she is giving a negative reaction to people. Um, it's like people actually like her. They want to be around. Like it's emotional. Yeah. So um, stranger still is the fact that the museum's visitors will be performing these motherly actions without even realizing what they're doing until someone acknowledges, like, hey, do you know what you're doing right now? And they'll look down and they'll see that they're rocking her or burping her the entire time. And that's what freaks them out. It's not necessarily hurt the fact that they're doing this and they yeah. don't even know they're doing it. Uh. Um, but it's kind of like she's sending a message like, I'm not scary. Like, I just want attention. Like, I haven't had attention yeah. for so long. I'm yearning for it, you know? Sweet. So, yeah. you know, it's like Take, Well, sad, she was ill, but, so she wants to be taken care of. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'm healthy now. Just hold I me. just want love. Aww. So, um, but one of the creepier accounts that hasn't been explained for is there was actually um, an author whose name is Lisa Taylor Horton who went to the, the museum tour. Mm-hmm. Went back to her hotel room, was with friends or whatever, fell asleep early in the, like in the early morning, like one, two o'clock. Next morning, woke up, went on her phone and found that a picture of Ruby was taken on her phone at 2.45 a.m. It was a picture of the haunted doll on her phone, which would have been impossible because first, throughout the whole time she was there, she never took a picture of Ruby. And... The timestamp, I actually have the picture. It says yeah. today, 2.45 a.m. That the picture, like on iPhone, you could yeah, see yeah, yeah. when it was taken. And, you know, obviously she was nowhere near the doll at 2.45 a.m. to take that picture. So, yeah. you know, because it was locked up. Does she, w- was it locked up in the picture? No. Like, I mean, like, it wasn't like locked up in like a, like a, a glass or anything. Like, it's always sitting out there okay. because the public can grab it and hold it or whatever. Oh, yeah. And burp it. And yeah. burp it and <laughs> rock it. But... Like it, you know, she yeah. wasn't in the museum at two forty-five a.m. No one yeah, would have been. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's yeah. So that's my story of Ruby Ooh. the doll. Really creepy. Really creepy. Yeah. All right, Lily. So what is your final? Well, not your final doll story, but my last history historical yeah. doll. So it's actually kind of similar to Ruby. Okay. Um, this doll's name is Peggy. And so Peggy was. Um, pre- um, so Peggy was produced in England in like the late 60s. Um, so just like her, so her appearance, again, like she just looks spooky. She has like this short blonde kind of curly hair going on and she's a, like a baby doll, mm-hmm. but not like an infant baby doll, like just like a small, you know, yeah, like kind of like Ruby, like, um, you know, like, I don't know. Anyways, so she is... She's got those, um, you know those baby doll eyes that when you roll them backwards? Yeah. They close? Yeah. yeah. So she's got that going on. So she's already creepy. She's already, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not Team Peggy. <laughs> hashtag Team Peggy. She's got, so um, there are pictures of her in different outfits or whatever, but the one that she's in now uh, where they keep her, she's in like a white gown um, and she has like a cross. A white gown, guys. Oh my God. A white gown. I just realized gown. that. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a like a crucifix necklace maybe. Um, so she was purchased from a store in the 60s, but that's not when she was made. There's not a lot of history on her. Mm, okay. Um, but... They say that psychics have described her as restless and frustrated, and they seem, she seems like she had been persecuted in real life, and like that was the doll, you know what I mean? So, um, a lot of people, um, including two mediums, um, say they feel like she might be linked to the Holocaust or belong to a Holocaust, you know, a Jewish girl or something. And uh, apparently, they do um, like the automatic writing sessions and everything, and when they did one, the word star and David came up. Okay. So yeah, there, there could be something there. Um, but there still is, um, mystery, um, regarding her religion, but apparently she uh, appears to have an aversion to a crucifix necklace, um, which had been made for her to wear. So it suggests that she's not Christian. Okay. So between that, there's, you know, quite some possibilities. Yeah. Um, so with Peggy, um, she actually was featured in an episode of Zach Bagans Haunted Museum. Zachy Poo. Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans. Bagans. <laughs> um, He's going to block us. Oh, yeah. Day. No. Yeah. Consider yourself blocked. So she, but the thing is, they did, if you watch the episode, mm-hmm. they actually cover her face um, until they uncover, but they say, like, listen, so apparently... Um, not only just meeting her, but even just watching a video of her online mm-hmm. can cause misfortune. So it caused the owner to have a lot of health issues. Like she would get migraines, nausea, loss of appetite and everything. And there was a video circulating around and there was an article on Daily Mail. So now um, paranormal investigator Jane Harris is kind of taking care of her. Okay. So she says that she has received an influx of messages from people describing chest pains, nausea, and crippling headaches after viewing photos and videos of Peggy, who she believed to be possessed with evil spirit. So uh, apparently there has been like 80 cases of health issues. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's um, too coincidental. Yeah. And the woman who um, owned her originally would hear footsteps and she would feel a presence. Okay. And other people, when they hold would hold Peggy or look at Peggy, would get feelings of... Um, would get feelings of like mental institutions, like feel like that. And um, they say uh, treatment bordering on abuse. You can't see, but I'm doing air quotes right now. Yeah. um, And overwhelming feelings of anxiety. So it's not just physical stuff, like mentally, you know, it would mess with people. Different than Ruby. Yeah. Right. So it says here, one woman who wishes to remain anonymous even suffered an alleged heart attack after watching a video of Mrs. Harris and Peggy in a car together on March 16th. If I had to guess, I'd say close to 80 people have come forward with experiences, she says. One lady said that when she opened a photograph of Peggy, her computer froze on the picture and the room went cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she then said she felt someone with the, in the room with her and could hear them moving around. And actually, at the time, this lady was messaging Jane Harris on Facebook in real time. Wow. Saying, what am I going to do? Like, you know, you need to... like. You know, quickly, what am I going to do now? Um, so then she says she took Peggy down to an isolation area and requested that she sees her tormenting, and apparently everything returned to normal. Okay. Um, but another lady said she had been experiencing light bulbs blowing out and presence in her home just after speaking about Peggy. Um, and it says not only people, you know, looking at her or watching her, like it is afterwards too. Um, mm. And it's just... You know, there's a lot of weird shit going down. I'm psyching myself out because we did see that video and we saw that picture of Peggy when we yeah. were doing your research. Yeah. Oh, my God. So on the episode, and it was like a big zoomed-in picture of Peggy, too. I'm scrolling. I'm reading the article, and it's just like this spooky doll face. It's <laughs> terrifying. But, yeah, so when you watch the episode of Haunted Museum, um, at first they have, like, a they blur out her face mm-hmm. but in, for people who are really superstitious. Yeah. And, you know, if you, but, yeah, there was a video of her, and a lot of shit started happening. Um, but there isn't a lot of history on her. But what they're thinking, 
um, if it wasn't, uh, you know, um, like she was persecuted or something. Um, It says that she could be um, possessed by the spirit of a woman who was born in 1946 in Holland Park, and she died of a chest-related condition, possibly an asthma attack. Strongly dislikes clowns. (laughs) I don't know why the dislikes clowns (laughs) is in there. Uh, but why that not? That was so random. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but who does like clowns, really? That's true. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's a popular opinion. Um, but yeah, so she's like apparently been looking at her, talking about her is bad luck. I'll text you when I arrive home because apparently, yeah, let me know when Please you get where do. you're going. Because, yeah, that's yeah. creepy. <clears throat> so, you know, it's, and of course, yeah, the white dress. Good call with that. Right? Like, I, white as soon as you dress. said that, I was like, no You're way. Either. Yeah. No way. Yeah, so stay away from this doll. All right, so now we're going to go on to personal stories of dolls that aren't famous but have given people the spooks. So let's do this. We have my story, the big bird story. So it's not my personal story, but I found it online. So when... It reads, when my daughter was a few months old, my mother bought her a big bird doll slash stuffed toy. It was battery operated and played peekaboo with the child. It was supposed to be activated by changes in light when you put its hands over its eyes, then remove them. It was in its original packaging when we received it, so my mother didn't put batteries in it. Since it worked when we got it, we assumed that it had display batteries already in it. For some reason, everyone hated that toy. Everybody but my daughter, that is. There was just something off about it. We didn't have the heart to throw it away because she loved it so much, so we would bury it at the bottom of her toy chest in hopes that she would forget about it and would find another favorite. We would hear that thing say, I see you, when no one was anywhere near it. We would hear it say it when it was in a dark room at the bottom of the toy chest where there was no light changes that could occur. We would hear it say it in the middle of the night while it was in the dark room at the bottom of the toy chest. Oh, God. <gasps> oh, I don't know. It's just like, skip, like big birds saying I see in so, the middle of the night. Really quick side note. When I was a kid and my brother and I had, we had toys like that that mm-hmm. were automatic or whatever. My grandparents came to visit <clears throat> and my grandmother went down into the kitchen to just get like a glass of water or something. And she just heard like, <laughs> want to play? Oh, my God. And she lost her shit. And she had walked by our toy box that had, like, an automatic thing. But, like, she didn't realize. <laughs> she, like, bolted upstairs. And then she was like, wait a minute, the kid's toy box. Oh, but, my God. And, and it was motion sense. But um, Was it, like, an Elmo toy or something? I honestly don't remember. Oh what, what, But whatever it was, what they did was extremely uncalled for. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but if no one was near it, that's odd. Yeah, very. Especially because it doesn't seem to be sensed by movement. So it's that's, by light. So. Yeah. All right. So after two or three years, we started getting angry at each other because we assumed someone had to be replacing the batteries in this thing just to scare us. The original display batteries aren't meant to last for a long time, and we'd vowed not to replace them in the hope that my daughter could be talked into believing that it was broken and letting us toss the thing out. They're good parents, though. Like They're, they're trying to they're keep strong their for their yeah. kids. Do her thing. Yeah. So no one would fess up to putting new batteries in it. My ex-husband was the only one that was the type to play a prank at all, but he hated all things scary. He refused to watch Shaun of the Dead because it was too scary. (laughs) Plus, he was leading the charge to convince my daughter to allow us to toss it out. We finally took it over and left it at my in-law's house. We had to sneak it in because they hated that thing as much (laughs) as we did. They started hearing that stupid thing say, I see you, and it's sing-song voice at random times throughout the day and night. We got a call from them, griping us out for pawning the creepy-ass thing (laughs) off on them. One day, about two or three years farther down the line, we'd all gone out to eat. It was me, my ex, my daughter, my ex, mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister, and her boyfriend at the same time. We all came back to my ex-mother-in-law's home after to visit. We kept toys over there so we wouldn't have to carry them back and forth all the time. My ex-sister-in-law went to grab some and started screaming. We ran in there, and the freaking bird was hanging from the ceiling fan singing, I see you. No one was home to do that to the bird, and we'd all met there before going out to the restaurant. We tossed it out that night. No more bird. (laughs) (laughs) It's so freaky. Like, could you... ah! (laughs) 
Oh my god. Rebecca's the one making weird noises now. I, I see you and it's hanging off the ceiling. Ooh. <laughs> I, hanging from the ceiling, I guess it had a bird's eye view. <laughs> <laughs> You've been holding that one in. Oh my you? god, it just occurred to me. It came to me. I have to say it. <laughs> we just lost like 20 followers, Rebecca. Oh, yeah. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> bird's eye view. That was actually great. Oh god. I'm okay. so glad we have this outlet to express our shitty jokes. <laughs> And pretend people are listening. I wonder if anyone else thought that. I wonder if anyone else paused and thought, <gasps> bird's eye view. If they got to that before me, just email us. Just go to podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, God. All right, All right. So our final story, Lily, take it away. All right. So this one is called eBay doll. <laughs> that was so I scrolled too far. All right. Uh, anyways eBay doll. (laughs) One day after watching an allegedly haunted doll video on YouTube, hmm, sounds familiar, I decided to get myself a haunted doll. Not familiar. (laughs) The video was about a kid that kept on telling his parents how he couldn't sleep because the doll would always move its head right to left, up and down. The father and the one who published the video decided to put up a camera with night vision to see if the doll actually moved and well, It sure as hell did. (laughs) The video only showed highlights, but you could clearly see its head moving, and that was enough for me to waste $30 on a doll from eBay. (laughs) The description went as following. Amy the blonde doll was once owned by a girl that lived in a foster care for children where the owners were abusive to the children living there. The girl only had her doll as a toy, so she would... So she would always play and take good care of the doll. As she got older, she started to study on the subject of how to make a spirit take control of the doll as she had always wished that her doll could communicate with her as she was a lonely girl. Mm. She did find something that worked as after doing a ritual, she managed to make a spirit named Amy take control of her body. Amy was a good spirit until the girl who owned the doll died after getting drugged by the owners of the foster care. (gasps) You can hear the doll cry at night while quietly saying she wants the girl back. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I actually feel nauseous reading this. That's so... Uh, The doll was only uh, owned by one person until it was sent off to a museum where I managed to buy the doll. At first, I wanted to own it, but it annoys me as the tale is true, so therefore, I'm selling this to someone who has an interest in haunted objects. That description was, without a doubt, enough for me to happily pay $30. Five days later, I got a letter telling me I had a package waiting for me, which, of course, was the doll. After returning home and unboxing the doll, I couldn't help but notice how damaged the doll looked. She had no left eye, she had a scratch on her left cheek, and a burn mark on the top side of where her blonde, shining hair should have been. Her clothing was torn here and there as well. I couldn't help but feel bad about this as I kept on thinking about the scenarios of how this could have come to be, how maybe the owners did this in front of the girl who cared about her doll so much since it was the only thing she had to care about in this world. I placed her proudly on my night table and left her there for the rest of the day. I honestly expected to hear step sounds and other weird stuff going on from my bedroom, but the whole day I didn't hear a single noise. I went to sleep expecting even more, but nothing happened until after a few days had passed. I placed the doll in a position where her head was positioned to look in the opposite direction of me. This had not been moved until I woke up abruptly after I had had a nightmare. As I opened my eyes, I made direct eye contact with the Mm. doll that somehow rotated her head while I was sleeping. I got even more freaked out by this, so I decided to take the doll out of my bedroom. Good idea. Yeah, good call. Uh, Trying to sleep again was hard, as this had freaked me out to the point where my body was at a high guard. As I slowly drifted off to sleep, I suddenly heard a quiet little knock on my door following cries. I opened the door, and the doll was sitting right outside my room. (laughs) I started to think that the doll wanted to stay inside my room, so I thought to myself that I had to be brave enough to let the doll stay right on the place she had always been while living at my place. After placing her on the table, I tried to fall asleep yet again, only this time there were no cries or anything that interrupted it. I woke up already having a plan of what to do in the morning. I went to my shelf in the office and grabbed a Ouija board. I, wait, I love how 
casually are about that. Just casual. I, you know, I grab my Ouija board. You know, yeah, some people paperwork. Yeah, and paperwork, phone charger, chapstick, Ouija board. I wonder if it's the Hasbro one. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine, like, wherever, like, your office is, like, going, hey, can I just borrow, like, a Ouija board real quick? Oh, here you go. Yeah, sure. Get back to me by 5 (laughs) o'clock. Exactly. (laughs) Make sure to get back. That's my good Ouija board. (laughs) Um, Anyways, let me see where we were. Okay. So I had the Ouija board I had bought and decided that I would try to communicate with the spirit that had possessed this doll. After a few moments... After a few minutes of nothing happening, which is normal when using a Ouija board, the plan, planchette, is that how you say it? I think so. Planchette uh, slowly started moving, and I had a successful conversation with the spirit. Mm. All right, here we go. Amy, the spirit, wanted to share a story of why she had been crying and how she liked me as the new owner. It turns out that Amy cried because she felt lonely and that she only ever wanted someone to keep her with company. To keep her with company, she was too afraid to start crying when it was daytime, so she only ever did it if I kicked her out of my bedroom. She said she moved her head only to see how I looked and that she had no intentions of scaring me. She also told me that she would love to stay with me, but that she missed her actual owner too much and she knew she was in heaven waiting on Amy, so she requested to leave the body of the doll to go back to heaven to play with her owner, which ended the conversation with me putting the planchette to us. Oh, that's actually such a good story. That's such a good way to end this podcast because it's so nice. Like now she's finally with her original owner. They both have this mutual love for each other. Oh, that's so sweet. That's like so creepy but sweet. Well, you know what it is? It's really similar to what they say about pets mm-hmm. and, you know, like the rainbow bridge and everything yeah. about how, you know, and if you read like the actual like the story of the Rainbow Bridge, like they say it like kind of like, oh, and you know, the dog plays and plays and plays and turns around and sees their favorite person coming towards them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's probably, I have goosebumps. <laughs> you do? Oh my God. So sweet. I mean, sad also, but sweet. Yeah. You know? That was a really good story, Lil. All right, guys. On that note, we are going to be wrapping up this episode of Just Ghouly Things. Thank you guys so much for listening in again. If you guys, um, if you or someone you know has a <laughs> scary encounter, happy encounter, sad encounter with the paranormal that you'd like to share with Lily and I, please email us at justghoulythingspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at justghoulythingspodcast and like us on Facebook at justghoulythingspodcast. All right, guys, we will see you next week. We are going to try to... Um, post episodes every Sunday night, Monday morning, so you guys have something to listen to on your commute to school or work. So if you guys want to tell us anything, DM us, email us. We're always slide into to, our DMs. Slide into our DMs because we're so happy to you know have you guys here listening to us, and you know it's yeah. nice to be able to talk to other people about the paranormal. Exactly, so. that's kind of why we kind of wanted like, to get into this. Yeah, we so. want everyone to know that for those that may feel alone, that have experiences, you're not, mm-hmm. and that you have people like us that you can talk yeah. to, even if we're and not. And we're pretty next great. Door. We're pretty. We're pretty awesome. We're pretty I like great. to say. I, I like think to say so. We are. At least that's what my parents tell me. Yeah. Well, you're an only child, so that's true. I had no choice. All right, guys. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>